Good morning, listeners, and welcome to Mercury, a broadcast of hope. I'm Max O'Brien, here today with Dr. Rosalind Clark. It's day 1,617 since we came back on the air. Dr. Clark, would you please tell the listeners what we discovered yesterday? Yes, but before I do, I need to let everyone know that this is an extremely unsettling development, and it's important for everyone to stay alert, but not to panic. Good introduction. Thanks. Okay, a few weeks ago, we reported on a zombie that Agnes had sighted. It had been autopsied. Why incision, sheets, even a cryptic toe tag that said, emotionally exhausted and morally bankrupt. We tracked it down the next day and had a closer look. My conclusion at the time was that the person had already become a zombie before the operation took place. I can't imagine the kind of strength and willpower it took to restrain a zombie to the point where you could do that kind of thing while it was still animated. If it had been put down first, sure. But while it's still struggling, they don't feel pain, which makes them immensely strong. After what we saw yesterday, I feel extremely confident that there were several zombies that were autopsied after they'd been put down. This one was definitely an escalation not a first attempt. And now it's escalated again. The zombie we saw yesterday was very fresh and was covered in blood. That's not that uncommon, though, Dr. Clark. When zombies attack people, they frequently get covered in blood. That's true, but the places where the blood was made me believe that it belonged to the victim. Also, this zombie had a sheet, just like the last one. But the blood was all under the sheet. The sheet had dirt on it, of course, but there didn't seem to be any blood on it. Which means that if the blood came from an attack, then someone would still have had to put the sheet on after the fact. So you're saying that this zombie was still a living human when the operation took place, and then turned after the fact? Yes. Which is a terrifying thing to think about. I can only hope that the person had been bitten first and was doomed to be a zombie no matter what. I desperately hope that they consented to this procedure. But there's no way to be sure. We're currently speculating that Dr. Laramie Nolan, a forensic pathologist in the area, might be involved, yes? He's the only forensic pathologist I know of, so yes. And while the previous zombie was older and more decayed, which means it could have traveled some distance, this new one was much fresher. There's no way it could have happened more than a couple of days ago, maybe as much as a week. Listeners, we stopped by to see Dr. Nolan to ask him what he thought he was doing, but unfortunately it looks as though he's picked up and moved to a new location. And we don't know where that might be. If anybody who knows him sees him, let us know. We'd love to find out more about what he thinks he's doing. Also, if there are any other medical professionals in the area, please know that this is not normal. We don't need to resort to methods like this to get through the zombie crisis. We're in serious danger of losing our own humanity if we just start doing random experiments. Let's get back to the clinical here. What was the condition of the zombie? Had organs been removed like before? Yes, Lungs, stomach, and liver had been removed, just like the last one. Other organs had been left. Oh, and this zombie had a toe tag like the other one. 
emotionally exhausted, and morally bankrupt. I still don't know what that means. Do we have any theories on why he might be doing this? The one and only theory I have so far is the one I mentioned last time. The removal of certain digestive organs could be to try to curb their appetite. And the lungs? Maybe to prevent them from moaning? Honestly, I never want to see anything like what I saw yesterday ever again. But if we ever do, we need to spend more time observing its behavior. I don't think there's much left to learn from examining the anatomy of these zombies. So, hoping they don't hunt so much and removing their moan, which frankly I'm on board with that last one, what's the end goal? Uh, safer zombie? That's what Alaska Chance always claimed her brother Austin was. A safe zombie. But Dr. Nolan was the one who helped us prove that that wasn't the case. Austin suffered a traumatic brain injury, but he was never bitten and wasn't a zombie. I know, but maybe the whole conversation put an idea into Dr. Nolan's head. Austin wasn't this supposed safe zombie, but what if Dr. Nolan wanted to create one? If you've got them on the operating table, why not just put them down? What's the point of just making them safer? I don't know, but this change in behavior... I wonder if Dr. Nolan got indoctrinated by the Zombie Friends Association. Those cultists who think zombies deserve rights? I guess it's possible. Um... Look, we're about out of time for today. Did you have anything else to add to this grotesque news? No, just be careful out there, folks. It's a changing world. You got that right. We'll be back tomorrow, though. You can count on that. Until then, this has been Max O'Brien and Dr. Rosalind Clark for Mercury, a broadcast of hope. Take care of each other.